Good morning, church family. It's uh, Pastor Greg here, and uh, you know, I want you to understand that, you know, even though we're not together, I can see you all. And in my mind's eye, in my heart, I'm here with you, and you're here together with all of us, and we're just so grateful that you're here. I'm so thankful today for technology that allows us uh, to be together, even though we may be in separate places right now watching this Sunday service. You know, we are living in very strange and complex days. Who would have ever thought that uh, we would be, you know, separated because of the possible uh, pandemic of uh, this virus that's traveling around the world and the fear that that is bringing. But I want you to understand something, church, that you and I are uniquely positioned like never before in history actually to, uh, to live in such a time as this. I want you to understand that you can have incredible confidence uh, even in the midst of this, this time and this season in, in our world. You think to my, yourself, you know, church, uh, you may be saying, Pastor Greg, how is that possible? You know, I'm freaking out too. I'm kind of feeling a bit fearful by what's going on in the world today. But I want you to understand that God has created you to be living fearlessly even in the midst of a fearful time in a fearful season. So let's pray. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really thankful that you're here. Let's pray together. And uh, you're going to share this and see where God is going to be imparting strength and courage to you and to I, even in these days. So Father God, I just want to say thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that unites us together as the body of Christ. Thank you that you're present with people right now in their living rooms Lord, in their, in their kitchens, wherever they might be gathering together, God, I pray that your peace that passes understanding will guard hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I pray that you will fearlessly and courageously fill us with your life so that we can live in this hour and be fearless because of your great strength and your great love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So how do we express fearless living in fearful times. You know, 1 John tells us this, and let me read this text to you. It says, 1 John chapter 4, this is how God shows his love for us. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage that we've done to our relationship with him. I want you to understand that everything that I'm going to be talking about today is based first and foremost on the fact, not that you're loving God or that you're doing everything right, but that God loves you. God loves you, church. And I want you to know that if you understand that fierce love that God has for you, it helps you to express love in many different ways. And I'm going to talk about those ways today. You're going to be able to fearlessly love God. And you're going to be able to fearlessly love his church family and also fearlessly love yourself and finally fearlessly love this world. So let's look at those things. What does it mean to fearlessly love God? Well, we love because God first loved us and we consider that, you know, we understand church that God is for us and not against us. And, you know, that gets pretty uh, interesting in moments like these, but I want to read a great scripture to you. Again, I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures, and I want you to meditate on these words. Romans 8 says this, 
In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor coronavirus. Oh, that's not in there. I added that one. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the depth of what Christ and how Christ has loved us. And you might say, well, I'm pretty freaked out. I don't get that, Pastor Greg. How do I do that? You know, I want you to understand something, church family. Fearless living doesn't mean that you're not going to have fear. It just means that you know where to bring that fear. You know where to take that fear. And that's really the hope that you have in loving God. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says this, Cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Cast all your anxieties. Cast all your fears on him, for he cares for you. You know that word anxiety or care is a very interesting word. It means to take us apart from or to separate us or to divide us or to disunite us from something. Do you understand that we are connected to God, church? And that when fear comes in, when anxiety comes in, it comes to disunite us from God. It comes to try and pull us apart from whose we are and who we are. You know, you are united to Christ, church family. And so you can fearlessly love God because he loves you. And you can bring those moments of times of feeling fear and you can bring them to him. You know, nothing can separate you from the love of God, church. Nothing, nothing is able to separate you. Not height, nor depth, nor any disease, any famine, anything that would try to come in because of the way in which God loves you. Nothing can snatch you from your father's hand. Wow, does that ever produce a fearlessness in me as your pastor and a fellow believer that walking together with the Lord? You know, when you think about that and you think about your anxiety in these moments, you know, God is not asking you, church, to manage your fears. He's asking you to cast your fears onto him. That's an incredible thought. You know, I think sometimes we think we have to be perfect and we have to act perfect, but actually God is saying, you know what? You, I, I want you to know that I meet you wherever you are at in your life. And I come right into that moment. And if you're feeling and experiencing fear, I want you to know just to bring that fear to me. I'm your good, good father who's going to help you through those times. You can cast your fears upon him. You know, I'm going to tell you a little story about a highlight vacation that I took with my uh, two children and my wife back in 2005 when I first uh, came to Mournville. We had booked a vacation and we actually went on a Disney cruise. We'd been saving for many years to be able to do that. And we went on this great vacation together. And I won't go into all the details of the vacation, but one of our stops on the Disney cruise was a place called Cozumel, Mexico, in which the cruise ship couldn't dock in a port. There was no port there. And so we, what had to happen is they had to anchor outside of Cozumel and then a little ferry boat came and not like a Disney ferry, but an actual ferry boat came and uh, they had to lower a gangplank from the Disney cruise onto the ferry boat and we would load on. And so when we were leaving, the captain said, you need to be back by the last ferry. We'll come back at three o'clock because we're expecting some swells. And so we need to get you back onto the cruise ship on time. 
So we were the last ferry boat to uh, be able to go. And so when we got back after doing all of our trip and we were swimming with stingrays and, and uh, we were visiting turtle farms and all kinds of fun, fun things, we were on that last ferry ride back. But something changed from the time we had left. Suddenly there were seven foot swells on the ocean. Now what does that mean? It's not like a typical wave. A swell is just like the ocean is actually raising and dropping by that seven feet. So when the ferry would go next to the cruise ship, what ended up happening was uh, they would be, one would be going up while the other one would be going down. And so what had to happen was they would lower the gangplank from the Disney cruise ship and uh, they would run two or three people across and then they would, the, bank, the gangplank would go up seven feet and then come crashing back down and then they would run two or three more people across. Now this sounds interesting, but let me tell you something, it was a bit terrifying because as hard as the ferry, crew, uh, the ferry uh, ship guy, was, the captain was trying to navigate and stay close to the Disney cruise, he was bumping into the side of the vessel and pieces of the Disney cruise ship were being scraped off. And at one point, the Disney cruise ship nailed the, the rail where we were next to where we were sitting and broke a piece off and it was quite fearful. I'm going to tell you, my son Mitchell was kind of a bit oblivious, to be honest with you. He just was kind of singing and having fun. He thought this was the coolest thing. But my daughter, Michaela, was quite concerned. She was a little bit terrified. And uh, I'm going to tell you, when we, our term came to go across the gangplank, she was saying, Daddy, I can't do it. And they were trying to tell her she needed to do it alone. And I said, no, she's not doing it alone. I, as her father, I picked her up. And I looked at the guy that was in charge of the gangplank. I said, I'm carrying my daughter across here. And he did not argue with me. And that's what we did. When the, when the, the gangplank came down, I took my daughter in my arms and I held her tight. I said, Daddy has you, honey. I'm not going to let you go. You're safe. You're okay. And we went across and we made it across at that time. Do you know that's your heavenly father? There are things and swells happening in our world today. There's stuff going on that we are saying, what is going on? I'm terrified, I'm fearful. Chunks of life are flying around us and we're going, I, I don't know if I can trust, but I'm gonna tell you, your heavenly father has you and he is speaking into your heart and into your mind right now and he is telling you, you're gonna be okay. I'm not gonna let you go. As a matter of fact, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What a promise that we have. You know, and in, in our call to fearlessly love God, church, what God is saying to us is fix your eyes on Jesus in times like these. Fix your eyes on me. Don't be looking at the world. Don't be listening to the reports of the world. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe God's report or the world's report? And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to start to fix our eyes on him. And that's how we love him. It's incredible to think that we actually love God by bringing our needs to him. We say, God, I need you. I'm so, I'm, I'm so afraid. I'm so, I'm so worried about this. But do you know that you actually love God by just bringing those fears to him? Let me read to you a scripture about what God is saying, even in the midst of what we're facing right now in our world. Listen to this from Isaiah chapter 40. It's very beautiful. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all of these who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them forth each by name. Because of his great power and his mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, O Jacob, and 
Why do you say, O Israel? Or why do you worry, O Mournville? Or Bonacord? Or Rochester? Or if you're watching online from somewhere else, why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary or tired. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. This is our God, church. This is who you're to look to in this hour. You know what? Force yourself to stop looking at the things of this world and the voices that are speaking fear and anxiety into your heart, into your mind, and turn your eyes upon Jesus. I'm telling you, he's got things under control. And we need to trust in him and rest in him. How do we express fearless living in fearful times? We love God fearlessly because he so desperately loves us. But secondly, we talked about fearlessly loving his family. We fearlessly love the church of Jesus Christ. You know, our church says this, and if you remember this, we say that we're a church built with care. And what does that mean? You know, we talk about celebrating God in, in every area of our life. That just means love God fearlessly. You know, and then we say accept one another while you pursue maturity together. That just means love each other fearlessly. That's what we're really talking about, about loving his church family. You know, that acronym of care, celebrate, accept. Remember those things, church. We're to care about one another. What an incredible thing it is to be part of a church family at a time like this. I am so thankful for all of you to know that you are the beloved of God. You are my brothers and you are my sisters. And, you know, we don't, we're not just living for such a time as this, but we are living knowing that we have the hope of eternity planted deep within our hearts and we can love one another from that place. You know, the Bible talks about church in over 50 places, the one another's of the New Testament. And these are all commands that are given to the body of Christ, given to the church of Jesus Christ. These are incredible things and promises that God tells us and says, I'll empower you by the Holy Spirit to do these things. He says, love one another deeply and from the heart in 1 Peter. Be devoted to one another out of brotherly love and sisterly love in Romans 12, 10. Honor one another above yourselves. Accept one another. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Well, maybe not in times of coronavirus. We'll, we'll maybe put that one aside for now. We're not going to use that one right now. But, uh, you know, God just has these one another's church. Have equal concern for one another. Serve one another. Carry each other's burden. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Spur one another on in love and good deeds. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. What an opportunity that we have as the body of Christ right now in this hour to live fearlessly as we love one another. You see, we are to care about one another. We're a church built with care. We celebrate God. We accept and love one another. Pastor Peter talked about on Tuesday night that we're going to be gathering in our new church building. You know, and we're so excited by that. And if you feel confident, if you feel okay to do that, boy, come out at 7 o'clock 
to come up. We want to pray together. We want to just be together in the new building and see what God is doing. It's so exciting that we're going to be having that building together. You know, I'm going to call the church and I call you all now, right now. On Tuesday, I call you to a day of fasting and prayer. A day of fasting and prayer. And you say, well, I, I'm not real good at not eating. Well, whatever. Get over yourself. Maybe sacrifice a meal or something there. But I'm going to tell you to another fast that I'm going to call you to at the same time as fasting and prayer. And I'm not trying to tell you if you can't not eat, then go ahead and eat. But this is the fast that I want to call our church to. I want you to turn off your television and I want you to turn off your social media all day Tuesday. You can live without knowing what is happening and tell, the reporter's telling you every 35 seconds what's happening around the world. I'm going to tell you it's not going to help you and you cannot change it anyway. You can trust God. And so we're going to call you to that time of prayer. I hope you can come out. We're very excited to be able to do that. But you know, we also have prayer Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning, 9 to 10 o'clock. Come out, church family. And if you say, I can't come, I'm scared or I'm feeling sick, just send us a prayer request. You can send that to prayer at tfhchurch.ca. Send it in. We will pray for those prayer requests because we're going to be gathering every morning to pray together. What a power and a strength that we have as a body of Christ to be able to connect to God in this hour. Don't be fearful, church, this hour. You can be fearless in the midst of these crises. You can do that. Church, because God fearlessly loves us, we can fearlessly love Him. Because God fearlessly loves us, we can fearlessly love one another. But you know that you can also fearlessly love yourself? You're created in the image of God. You're an image bearer. God loves you. God is for you and not against you. And it's very important that you understand that. In our church, we talk about the value of receiving God's grace daily in order to live with Him. And that's a very important thing. Do you know that you need the grace of God in your life every single day? You are desperately in need of God's grace. And grace is a very interesting word. It just means the divine influence upon our heart and how it reflects in our life. And, uh, you know, God is constantly wanting to influence your heart and my heart to greater trust Him. And uh, church, what a beautiful thing that I can position myself to receive His grace, to receive His love in my, in my heart and in my life. And I want you to know, you know, there's a, a guy, a, a theologian named Lloyd, Lloyd Ogilvie. He says in his book called Facing the Future Without Fear, he says there are 366 fear knots in the Bible. One for every day of the year, including leap year. Now that's very interesting. But did you know that Lloyd is actually a little bit off on that because there's well over 500 times God compels us in the scriptures to actually fear not. Now he may not use that exact language, but that's what he's saying each and every time. You know, God wants to encourage you and give you strength in your heart and mind. He wants to grace you with the strength to be able to trust him even in this hour. Let me read just a couple of these scriptures to you because they're so encouraging. Psalm 56, 3, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Matthew 6, 34, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough things of going on in itself. Let me try that again. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow you, you will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 1 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. 
Listen to Isaiah 35, 4. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to rescue you. Listen to Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow, church, these are some incredible promises that you and I are given that we can fearlessly love ourselves because we are fearlessly loved by God. Next week, I'm going to be preaching from Philippians chapter 4, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And I'm going to just tell you what it is, Philippians 4, 4 to 6. The reason I'm telling you this, I want you, part of your homework this week is memorize this scripture. Philippians 4, you can go all the way 4 to 8. But I'm going to tell you just the first part of it. It says this, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all for the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything because God is near you. And then he goes on and he basically says, you know, in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Wow. That's the scripture I want you to memorize this week, church. And as you're memorizing it and things are coming up, you know, cast your anxieties upon the Lord. You can do that. So we've talked about the fact that because God loves us, I can fearlessly love him. I can fearlessly love his church family. I can fearlessly love myself and trust him with my own insecurities and fears. But you know what? The one thing I want to leave us with is this. We can fearlessly love this world. In our church family, we say in our acronym of CARE, celebrating Jesus, accepting ourselves and others, receiving his grace daily, we say engaging our world by teaching others to care. You are called to engage the world right now, church. And I'm going to tell you, the greatest burden that I've felt next to what I'm feeling for our church family is I'm feeling a burden for this world like I have never felt. In a great deal of time, I, I think to myself, if our church and our people that we know are going through anxiety in times like this, how are the people of the world coping without a relationship with God? How are they coping without a relationship with Christ? Let me tell you something. If you're not in Christ, then you're in true crisis. That's the truth today, church. You are in Christ, and because you're in Christ, you have a hope to offer this world that is in utter crisis right now and I'm going to tell you that's a very real thing. In the midst of fearful times, you can live fearlessly because you are in Christ, church. The world is shaking right now with fear. The Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. The kingdom of God is about a relationship with God and with one another. The kingdom of God is about being right with God and having joy and having peace in the midst of all the difficulties that life brings, you can know God and have that tremendous peace in your life, church. You know, this week I was uh, on, I believe it was Friday, my wife and I were shopping and we were in a store and, and let me tell you, you could feel the anxiety and the peace or the lack of peace on people's lives. And I think Kathy's prophetic word that you've already heard really uh, talked about that as well. And, uh, you know, I was walking down an aisle and I had to get a couple 
things of juice because we didn't have any juice at home. And this guy had blocked the juice area with his cart and he was loading in every bit of juice that was on the shelves into his cart. And I just said, excuse me, I just need to grab a couple of juices. And he just looked at me and glared at me and didn't say a word and kept loading the juice. I, I just graciously reached over and grabbed the two juices that I needed for my family. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, this man is terrified right now. Though it was expressed in anger and it was expressed in, you better not mess with my juice or we're going to have a problem. You know, God was just touching my heart and reminding me of how much fear was gripping this man's heart. And I think that's what we have to offer the world right now, church. You are built for this time. This is incredible, the hope that you can offer the world. And uh, I want you to know that if you are watching this right now, and I have had friends contacting me, and I'm telling them to watch this message on Sunday with us together as we gather. And uh, in the midst of fears, you know that there's a God who loves you. There's a God who's for you. There's a God that's there to help you. And uh, you can reach out to him at any time. And I want you to understand, you may be thinking to yourself right now, if God is so good and so loving, why are we going through this? Well, can I just say something? Jesus never promised us that things would be easy in this world. He said to all of us, actually, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. You can go through this alone, or you can go through this with God. And that's really the invitation. And, and I believe there are people even watching at home right now that you need to know that God is with you right now, but he's asking you to let him into your life, to let him come in and uh, to give you the courage and the hope and the faith that you need right now so that you can live courageously and fearlessly in the midst of a fearful time. And so if you want to do that right now, I'm going to just give you this opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your life and heart, to take away your fears. And uh, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I ask you just maybe to pray that prayer along with me. I'm going to tell you, God is going to come into your life, and he's going to change some things and help you to start understanding that you can live fearlessly today. Let's pray that prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that I can cast all of my cares upon you and that you care for me and for my family. I give you my heart and I give you my life and I give you my family. Help me and help us to find hope and comfort and courage at such a time as this. Come into my life, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you, church family. You are loved. You are not forgotten. We're going to be here praying with you, together with you. If you have any needs, remember, you can always contact us. God be with you. God bless you. We love you.